Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds. I'm Nick Cowley and uh, it's a special Going Greyhounds this week. Only two sleeps away from that big night, Golden Easter Egg Night at Wentworth Park on Saturday. And we're joined today by a special guest, the voice of Wentworth Park he's been known as. He's also the reigning Alan Wheeler medal winner. Ron Arnold's joining me. Good morning, Ron. Hello, Mick, and it's lovely to be with you, mate, and thanks for all the work and time you do for the sport. It's wonderful. Mate, likewise, likewise, mate. Uh, it's a special night, Golden Easter Egg Night, isn't it? Yes, it uh, is something this week, Mick. I have uh, thought back to that night in uh, 1990, and it's, uh, yeah, you, you sort of introduce a, a group of eight dogs coming onto the track for a new race, and, you know, there's plenty of hype. It was $80,000 first prize that night. And uh, it was a big uh, a big earn in those days, and there was only one other around it. I think the Dapto big race uh, Billy Dwyer had down there was uh, the Greens Dapto Supercoat race. I think it might have been the hundred thousand race for the first one, and you know eighty thousand at the egg. It was something sought after, and uh, yeah, it certainly was special. And you never knew how long it'd last, what the hype would be. But you know, over the thirty four years subsequently, uh, yeah, I, I've yeah, I've enjoyed the ride, and it's great to stand alongside of uh, some wonderful dogs at that presentation dice over the years, mate. Now you uh, you mentioned back to 1990. Uh, I guess now we have slot races. We've got the million dollar chase that are worth more money. Three hundred thousand is not to be sneezed at. Let's not get it wrong. But there's something about this race. All trainers, no matter who they are, when you talk to them, this is the one they want to win. Yeah, it's got to be honest. I have had, uh, I suppose, tongue in cheek that great debate, as I've said to many people, uh, even on the day that I got the the Wheeler Award at. Uh, yeah, the Victorians have always stamped themselves as the you know, the numero unos with their Melbourne Cup for one track and the Australian Cup for the other. Um, and the Easter egg come along and it was always going to be insignificant. And yeah, I quite seriously have joked with them that, uh, I don't know, in the eyes of many, I, I, it's got nothing to do with the money. It's just something about that trophy. And uh, it does. It holds itself right alongside of them. Let's put it that way. It's... Uh, no one, uh, no one doesn't want to win it. It's, you're right. With all the other great prize money races on now, the hardest thing for trainers is to actually place their dogs. Mm-hmm. And again, I looked at the, you know, the dogs that come through, and we missed out on getting a couple of those that have been in the big races recently. You know, the Amron Boys and Wow, she's fast and that sort of thing. And and that's just part of racing of all the codes today. The same thing happens in the thoroughbreds. Um, it's just there's so many opportunities. Trainers can you know pick different avenues to go to and. It's just the way it is, unfortunately, in, in that respect. But it's still great. At the end of the day, you know, we've still got eight wonderful dogs going around Saturday night. There's some terrific stories in that, Mick, you know, and, and the fellow that's going to lead the favourite to the box heads the stories. You know, 21 years ago, Bobby Douglas brought Carlisle Jack, and he's still been in our industry all that time, um, just, you know, trying to find another decent dog. And, you know, he's had plenty of winners in that 21 years but nothing to step up to this mark. And it's, it is quite amazing. You strive for that all the time. It's, uh, it's something that's great. You know, that you see the other big kennels these days, like, again, the horses and that. They've got hundreds and hundreds of dogs and horses. They'll always get winners. But the little bloke that's got a dozen or so, um, it's very special when that real good one comes along. Mate, we'll get on to this year's edition in a sec, but just, just quickly, you've obviously seen you know, some pretty special dogs win this Easter egg race over the years. Hard to pick. It's like picking a favourite child, I would imagine. You, you've liked a Tent Hill doll and Brett Lee and, and, of course, more recently, Fernando Bale. Is is there one that stands out that still gives you chills? 
No, look, I've got to be honest. I suppose I, I've got to sort of put them all in a group. But Fernando is probably the, the top of the tree because I just, at that time, he hadn't sort of stamped himself as, you know, the the real big gun that he turned out to be. You, you sort of watched him win the National Derby. We were very lucky here in Sydney, Mick. That particular year, 2015, Fernando Bale won four of his group ones at Wentworth Park. So he owned that track for that year. He won the Derby, come and won the Egg, come back, I'm pretty sure it was the Peter Mossman in June, and then the Nationals that year were at Wentworth Park. So he took that out in the August. And so he owned that Group 1 stage. And, you know, I always believed that, you know, he would have been a successful dog at stud. The Wheelers had never had really that up until him, um, yep. to be honest. Um, you know, it was one of those things people always said, oh, you know, they've never had the stud dog. And, you know, they had a great sprinter some years before that Canton Bale, but he didn't make it at stud, unfortunately. And Fernando stamped all the, the tickets and the boxes for uh, the Wheelers. And I know Paul Wheeler was so proud and, um, you know, just thrilled that that sort of issue had happened for the Wheelers. And, and you know, it's gone on. And we, we know the results of him and Barcia Bale in particular. Those two are just taking them to another level. Mate, getting on to this year's uh, Easter egg, as you mentioned, uh, there's plenty of little trainers in there that are matching it with the, the bigger kennels to try and win this race. There's a couple of 50-1 yeah, to 1 winners in the semi-finals last week, El Yer and, and Belmont Bullet. There's, there's some remarkable stories around this race, which makes it even more special. Have you, uh, have you had a look at the form, and, and what are your thoughts? Uh, look, I suppose the box draw tends me to lean to the favourite, um, Baby JC. I... I just think box one, the winner will probably come out of one, two, three, four. I think they are drawn all side by side. Um, you know, even a greyhound like Reflections, and I passed that comment when Cat Ernst interviewed me last week. Reflections was second reserve, and when I went through that semi, I, I passed the comment. If she happened, because there'd already been one early scratching, so if there'd been another scratching, she's got that early ability to be up there and ping. And I still say off box number four, beautifully drawn, provided reflection steps and really applies to, you know, the other two inside, Custard, Manelli and Simply Limelight, the start, and then that first turn will determine the race. Um, if Baby JC can begin as well as normal, hold the fence, hold the line, probably on the clock, going to be too strong. And it'll be interesting no matter what happens, particularly in that run to that first turn. Yeah, it certainly is. And, and I, I do think, you know, and I think the way the betting will probably unfold, the four best price or shortest price dogs in the race will be numbers one to four. Um, and again, you know, Belmont uh, Bullard began brilliantly the other night. Um, mm. And if, if it does the same and comes across, and not that there's likely to be a scratching, but, you know, even the Greyhound like Windrawl Class and Newcastle, if they happen to ever get through to that final you'd have to throw them as a chance because they're both going so well. Um, so it, it is a, a very, yeah, there's no superstars in the race, let's be honest. Yes, that's probably right. But we've had that over the years, but they tell a story. And, you know, I look at people like the, the Drynans and the, the Peter Rogers, Mark Davidsons. Mick, they're at Wendy Park every Wednesday and Saturday. Yep. And, They've always got their dogs there. No disrespect, they've got you know, plenty of fifth-grade dogs, a few fourths. They get the odd one through to a first-grade. They're just there all the time. They're trialling after the last two or three dogs. It's just we're all part of that one family of furniture. And to know the Rogers and the Drynans and the Davidsons are there 
into a race like this. It means so much. I mean, particularly someone like Doreen Drynan, who, you know, literally I have known for 50 years. And age is slowing her down to a degree, and Kerry's taken over the uh, the bandwagon and just doing a wonderful job. But what Doreen has achieved in Greyhound Racing is outstanding for a lady. And uh, she's going to be very proud for the family there Saturday night. And if, you know, by a stroke of fortune, Reflections was the winner, um, there'd be a mile of tears at Wentworth Park. I think there'll probably be tears regardless of who wins it. As you said, it, it's uh, it's a feature race. We've seen plenty of upsets in feature races across all three codes over the years. Uh, nothing would surprise. Ronnie, what about the uh, other big event on the card, the uh, Association Cup? Um, is it a is it a Andy Lord race uh, to win, do you think? Look, you're probably right. There's no doubt Corborn uh, Magic certainly stepped back to a little bit of, you know, real serious form the other night. That was a bonza win. I've got a soft spot for Ritza Piper. Um, a greyhound has got that good early pace. Um, on the clock is probably three lengths behind Corborn Magic. But again, I sort of look at those things and if Corborn runs into a few rumps at different stages, um, Ritza Piper could get away with it. And I think just at the each-way odds, Ritza Piper is a serious chance. Greyhounds like Zipping Whiskey, if they can get clear air by the halfway mark, they'll power to the line. Um, so, yeah, look, Lordy's got it there to win again. Um, his whole team of stayers are all very strong in, in their own way, and the start will determine how Corborn Magic goes. Well, we, as, as I mentioned, we've got a stack of features on the night, and, and Andy and Jody obviously in the maiden race. They've, they've got one hot bandit. It'll be a short price favourite, and Bandit Bullet as well. Uh, the Ultra Sense, the New Sensations, as I said, stack of features. But the uh, the ninth race on the card it must be a special one for you. It's the uh, Ron Arnold's Masters Final. Uh, it must be nice to have a race named after yourself on a big night like this. No, look, I, I am. I, I'm very humbled, and I must admit, I uh, you know acknowledge the, the GBOTA for putting the race on for me. Um, I did have a shot at Alan Hillsinger that you know it was the Masters race. Is that the sign of <laughs> on the old category as well? So is that the pension race to you know hand in the retirement? But uh, no, look, it is. You know, it has been a very nice month the last month, and and again, I look at the people that have got dogs in that race, and you know, even the Michelle Sultanas. Goodness gracious, I worked with Michelle at Harold Park Trots 25 years ago, um, and you know the Hank Vanderbergs, Alan Proctors, Andrew Rowe. They're all people, again, in my connection in the sport I've grown up with. So it all means something. It's a, it's a $10,000 win for one of the old dogs, and I suppose Connections will be the short price favourite, again, uh, coming up from box number one, and it's got a 29.62 on the clock. Uh, if it runs up to that, well, yes, it will be. Though, uh, you know, Andrew Rowe's dog, Tor General, it's uh, it's in great form. It's one its last mm. two. He's not, uh, not over badly boxed out in box number six he likes to uh, use that middle of the track so he's there with a with a very very big show and uh, again like even someone like alan man wearing his greyhound my margarita has got to run from box number two so you know alan for again what i call a, a smaller trainer is going to have dogs in the easter egg and back up 20 minutes later uh, into a masters final so it's a big night for him uh, that'd be a handy double easter egg and, and ron arnold masters on the one night that's exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> hopefully, Maybe. hopefully the voice can uh, stand up to it, mate. After these big nights, that's uh, where I do stretch it a little bit these days. And uh, by race number nine, it might be a very craggy Ron Arnold at the presentation. So.
Uh, mate, I'm sure you'll get through your your experienced veteran, in, veteran in inverted commas. Maybe well, I, I, I do uh, in inverted commas oldies alongside of me by that time. <laughs> take Paul, Paul Ambrosoli and Peter Johnson, so uh, I can't get them to back me up because they uh, they're uh, even got age on me base. So it's just what happens. Maybe before I let you go, just uh, we'll just reflect quickly back for uh, anyone that wasn't there on that special afternoon when you did receive that Alan Wheeler medal. That um, yeah, there's plenty of highlights in your career in racing. That must be right up there with. Oh, look, it certainly is. It's it's probably yeah top of the tree. Um, you know, we do all these things and working and just it was by absolute accident that I got sort of bumped into Ted Thompson and we talked about working race nights and I started out it was in those days it was all in in the prices room. That's how I met. A lot of the people, Peter Johnson's wife worked there, as I say, people like Michelle Sultana, Julie Manning, who sadly lost her husband, mm. Gary, a couple of weeks ago. Julie was in the room. Um, so, yeah, we built those relationships and one thing led to another and I ended up sort of assisting on uh, the office work a bit and next thing it all grew into presentations and the rest of its history. The egg was born in 90 and, you know, from from there on it's just maintained it. And you know, I've worked with half a dozen different CEOs and, respectfully I think I've got on with all of them and they've treated me very very well and I you know I do acknowledge the the current man in Alan Hillsinger he uh, is certainly uh, trying desperately to uh, to lift the the whole structure of the GBOTA and to to give it a profile and um, you know certainly uh, there's going to be some uh, moments on the night that will be very very special Mick Um, you know we've got a race Mm. there race number four which is called the Rupert McCall's Ode to the Egg um, some people may have seen that presentation. Um, he, he's one of our Australian leading poets and he's put a piece together and uh, it's been on uh, the social media the last couple of days, the short version. And I can assure you that will be a, a very special moment Saturday night when uh, basically everything else will be shut down, the place will um, be in darkness and, and that video and Rupert doing the ode will be something that, uh, again, it will be held forever and ever a day. Mate, I'm looking forward to it immensely. I will see you out there bright and early on Saturday and, uh, mate, we'll have a fantastic night for sure. Yeah, long day. I'm going to quickly duck into the uh, Randwick races to get the feel of a big day. So Darren Flindell will take me through the Queen Elizabeth, then I'm in the car and off to the egg. So. Mate, uh, pile a few people in there uh, in the car with you and bring them back to Wendy for a night they'll really enjoy. Look forward to working with you on the night, mate. Thanks for your time today, Ronnie. All there the- he was, Mr. Wentworth Park, the voice of Wentworth Park, as they call him, Ron Arnold. And uh, if ever you get to Wentworth Park, he's the man, that booming voice over the microphone. Quickly before we wrap up today, we've got three meetings on around the state. We've got Casino, Gunnadar and Dapto, and the best from the team at thedogs.com.au is Race 10, Dog Number 8, San Dave Style. Then we head to Gunnadar. The best there is Race 7, Number 8, Julia Bust. And the final one at Dapto, race 11, dog number eight, hooked on fame. That wraps it up for Going Greyhounds today and for this week. And I urge anyone who's looking for a fantastic night on Saturday night to head out to Wentworth Park. It'll be an absolute beauty. First race just after 7 o'clock. And you'll see some fantastic actions, some fantastic activities. And uh, bring the family. You'll have a great night. That's it for Going Greyhounds on this Thursday morning.